Hello, and welcome to the Handman Podcast, a weekly audio broadcast all about the human hands. I'm Ken Lagerstrom, and I'll be your host for this exploration into one of my favorite topics. Each week I examine a different hand-related subject, answer questions, and give away a handy prize. This week's topic on the Handman Podcast is hand movements and gestures. Gesturing with the hands is natural, it's something we learn as an infant, so it can never be totally eliminated or controlled. And like any other kind of body language, hand and finger movements can reveal some rather interesting information. Hand movements can be consciously controlled or altered, but only to a degree. And verbal and nonverbal communications work together. When a person's words and gestures say the same thing, the natural tendency for the listener is to believe whatever is being said. If the words and body language are not in agreement, however, the listener's natural tendency is to be suspicious and disbelieve the speaker. The study of hand movements is called chirokinesics, and in chirokinesics, two basic interpretations or observations can be made. First, look at the resting hand positions. This shows the individual's basic outlook at the time. Next, observe the hand and finger movements, which highlight different parts of the conversation. Now let's take a look at a few specific gestures. Some hand movements and gestures are considered to be positive and constructive, while others are seen as negative and destructive. Among the most negative and destructive of all hand movements is when just the index finger is extended and used to point, poke, and wag about. Uh, in order for this to be a completely negative gesture, remember, the thumb and all the other fingers are contracted as if they're in a fist. Only the index finger is extended by itself. And extensive gesturing with just the index finger reveals equally extensive judgmental attitudes and beliefs, equal abuse of authority. People tend to focus on either problems or solutions, and the extended index finger gesture shows that the focus tends to be on the problems and laying of blame, rather than on any kind of improvements to the situation. The index finger represents the ego, and waving the index finger about is simply waving about the ego. Extending just the index finger is an expression of just the ego. Next in the gestures to avoid would be to do with the hand tension. Either too much or little tension in the hands, the white knuckle grip, or the hands hanging just completely limp and lifeless. Now with the white knuckle tension, it tends to show unresolved internal issues. The person is suppressing and holding things internally. There's really no telling when they're going to explode or crash or you know have a glitch of some kind. So if you've got the white knuckle tension in your own hands, understand you are showing the stress you're under. Too little tension is just completely the opposite. It shows a lack of determination, a lack of motivation. Just nothing is there within to inspire the person. Another gesture to watch out for is when the thumb falls inside the closed fist. Now normally the thumb will sit just outside the fingers. When it falls inside and the fingers wrap around it, it shows that the individual is going through somewhat of a broken will condition. They've kind of given up on the situation, don't believe they have the internal strength to do what's required, so they're doing what they feel they're supposed to or what they have to. It shows a real sense of giving up. And finally, avoid any excessive fidgeting or movement of the hands and fingers. Some motion is normal, it's fine, but when it gets excessive, it's showing that the individual's mind is really not at peace or calm or relaxed. They're really quite scattered and agitated internally. That's when meditation of just about any kind will do wonders, or even sit calm, relax, settle down for about five minutes. So in conclusion, there are a few things you can do to improve your own hand movements and gestures for communication. 
Number one is relax. Because a relaxed hand, even if it's fidgeting and moving about, as long as the muscles are relaxed, it's usually far better received by the listener than a hand that's full of tension, even if the hand is being held very still. And next is be yourself. Don't try and stage the hand movements. Phony hand movements and gestures are very easy to spot, even by people with no experience. And when you're changing the negative gestures, be patient. It takes about three weeks to develop a new habit. And then, where your mind goes, the hands follow. The hands just gesture and move naturally the way your mind is thinking. And where the hands go, the mind will follow. You can use the reverse to your advantage. So by gesturing in a more positive manner, you can actually induce your mind to begin thinking in a more positive manner. And this is no different than in body language sitting up straight and tall versus slouching forward. You can get much better energy flowing through the body and communicate far better. And finally, just observe your own hand movements to catch and eliminate the negative gestures. So from time to time, glance at them, see what you're doing, and keep an eye out for any of these negative ones, the old habits that keep uh, cropping back up. And now it's time for a little Q&A. These questions are selected from among the many sent to me by email. If you have a hand-related issue of your own you would like answered, just go to the humanhand.com website and click on Ask a Question. Not too much time left, so just one question this week. This one comes from Haley, and that is, what is, if any, the significance of a man having small hands? Okay, Haley, the larger a person's hands are, the greater their aptitude for fine, detailed work. Whereas the smaller the hands are, the greater their aptitude will be for being able to see the big picture. And a good extreme example of this would be Professor Earl Owen. Uh, he's probably the world's finest microsurgeon and hand surgeon. His hands are extremely large. I believe his glove size is around a 17. And then, comparatively, you've got the small-handed people who can make excellent managers and organizers, any field where seeing the entire situation is necessary. That's all for this week's questions. If you have a hand-related issue of your own you would like answered, remember you can go to the humanhand.com website and click on Ask a Question. Now on to the giveaway. This week's handy prize is a Starbucks gift card. To enter, send an email to podcast at humanhand.com with the subject giveaway. You will also have to answer the following skill testing question. How many knuckles does a hand have? One winner will be randomly selected from all correct entries. The closing date to enter this giveaway is Friday, June 2nd, 2006. Only one entry per person, please. Good luck. Well, that's about all the time we have for today's Handman Podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check in again next week for another episode. If you have any comments or questions regarding this broadcast, please send them by email to podcast at humanhand.com. You can also visit my website at www.humanhand.com. Thank you, and have a great day.